I, I don't know what the hell just happened right here. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. So multiple takeaways from the much-previewed pothole summit that did in fact occur at Milwaukee City Hall. You recall we were talking about this, telling you yesterday morning it was coming, right? City's Public Works Committee advertised it in a news release because they wanted everybody to know, ah, don't worry, we're going to get to the bottom of these potholes for you. Yes. <laughs> Which they do every year. <laughs> every year. Council members, uh, we knew they were going to grill these guys from DPW about not fixing the potholes. Primary takeaway number one, Public Works Commissioner Jarrell Krushke did say, ah, yeah, some of these were sorry about that. We do owe you and your constituents an apology. There were outstanding requests as old as March 27th that we should have gotten to. All right. So acknowledging that, indeed, there were some pothole complaints that his office kind of lost track of, could have gotten to sooner. Yes. And he was contrite. You can tell the, I don't know, call them excuses if you want, or you can call them explanations. Kind of depends on which side you're on here in this. But there are a few excuses or explanations from Krushke and DPW. City engineer Kevin Muse was in on this testimony as well as to why there are so many pothole complaints this year. All my electrical services, you know, labors off to fill potholes. Then your streetlights don't get put on. So it's a balance Take the between... sanitation guy. Put them on overtime. They've been putting sanitation guys on street plows and, and everything So our else. sanitation work... <laughs> okay, then it's... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, wait, not... We can go back. <laughs> Heard Alderman Bob Bauman there. He's the chairman of this committee and one of the other aldermen chiming in as well. But basically, DPW is saying, like, we don't have the people. And the few people we have already, oh, you want these guys to come off of this job and cover that? We're already doing that. And doing it on overtime. (laughs) Right. So it's not, you know, like, it is a people issue. We don't have the horses. Okay, why else? The weather has been unkind this year. We had a lot of snowstorms that occurred on a Thursday or Friday. Things were not thawed yet by Saturday for us to actually fill the potholes. And then Monday, Tuesday, over and over again, it warmed up, which causes more potholes. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, all right. So you're skeptical on that one. Here's their explanation. One, they talked about the hot mix and the cold mix and whatever. You're dealing with asphalt, which I can vouch for. When I was out at Johnson & Sons Paving doing a visit with our great partners there, they had not fired up. I don't know. This was a month ago or so. They hadn't fired up their asphalt maker it's a tricky time because they said like you can't do it now it freezes and if it freezes then you're just right back where you started from you got that fluctuating temp too and then they said you know okay we want to work saturdays fill potholes well like every friday for weeks it snowed remember that (laughs) like we can't fill potholes in the snow like it won't take so you've got those excuses or explanations or whatever but this one was my favorite i think this is muse here So we have many, many more potholes because we had 20 to 25 years historically that we did not invest much at all in our local paving program at the city level. (laughs) (laughs) Giving it right Uh, back to the uh, alderman. You guys didn't spend any money repaving roads for a quarter century. Now you want to ask me hucking their potholes in them? I'm telling you, that happens all the time. <laughs> Locally, that. statewide, nationally, there's right. always a lawmaker pointing a finger. Oh, well, by the way, you cut this program or you cut the funds for that, so don't complain. If Just you reminding you guys, like if we repaved the roads a little more often, they wouldn't be all beat up as often as they are. So I enjoyed that. In the end, Krushke did promise, look... We're going to speed it up. We're going to do what we can. And we promise we will fill every last pothole as soon as possible. Mm, I don't know. Sports is sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. Allen's got to get a shot off. He doesn't get it off. The game is over, and so is the season for the number one seed in these NBA playoffs. The Bucks will fall in round one here at Fiserv Forum. Incomprehensible, inconceivable. The Bucks collapse is now complete in Game Five. Bucks loses to the Miami Heat, one twenty-eight, one twenty-six in overtime. Giannis Antetokounmpo, thirty-eight points, twenty rebounds. Jimmy Butler, a little bit better than that, though. Antetokounmpo is shocked. I feel like everybody was in shock in the locker room. Obviously, um, there's a lot of um, winners in there. A lot of players that have played in great teams, uh, high-level players. And if you missed it, the stilliest, most ridiculous last-second shot to send the game in overtime by Jimmy Butler. But anyway. 717. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter about it. Really. No, it, it was awful, and it was it's inexcusable. The best team in the NBA for month after month after month. And it's not like they finished week. Right? Everything was all good. 717, let's bring in our Greg Matzik. He is out participating in the 100 Holes of Golf event fundraiser for the MAC Fund. But before we get to a little bit of that, live from the golf course, Greg, let's talk about this collapse. I, I don't know where to start, really, but other other than that, it's just pl- flat inexcusable. Yeah, I, I think I summed it up this way overnight. Sports are stupid and life is pain. That's kind of what it is, isn't it? Right? We just sort of... <laughs> kind of meandered down this path of believing the Bucks were just going to kind of waltz their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then they ran into the one team that really disrupted them a few years back. However, the Bucks swept them in the playoffs two years ago. Um, I didn't feel great about the Heat series, but I didn't think the Bucks would lose. And I also didn't think they would choke away a double-digit lead in back-to-back games in the fourth quarter. So uh, there's a zillion possessions to point to. There's carelessness with the basketball. They made three field goals in the fourth quarter. I don't know how you win doing stuff like that. And Giannis, for all his brilliance, really struggled at the free throw line last night. That's a glaring stat, 10 of 23. So it, just an all-in-all terrible performance by the Bucks in the fourth quarter, back-to-back games. It's, it's, it swung the momentum. Um, and now they're trying to pick up the pieces and figure out what next year's going to look like with Giannis coming back. And, and who else? We'll see. There'll be some big changes, we would assume, right? Well, I, they still have a good core. They really do. But the one thing I look at with the Bucks roster is that it's aging. It's, it's the oldest roster in the NBA. It's not to say it isn't talented. Uh, but John Horst, and I think wisely, tried to maximize the window with experienced, veteran, high-quality players while Giannis is in his prime. You, of course you want to do something like that. At some point, you'll have to find a way to get younger. And I don't know what that exactly looks like. Uh, but the Bucks don't have a first-round pick in this coming draft uh, unless they make a move to get one. So, yes, I, I always imagine the soup is going to taste a little different, but I do think the core of the team will largely be intact, but we'll see. That's, that's certainly not 100%. Greg is joining us live from the bog this morning where he is raising money for the MAC Fund. He went the straight there from the Ringer event. Yeah, probably. You're probably not on much sleep, and now you've got 100 holes of golf ahead of you. Where are you at? Man, i got like two hours, uh, so we'll, we'll use that as a caveat. So I just arrived at the bog. It is a beautiful, picture-perfect, sunny day. It is gorgeous outside. So already we're in better shape than we were last year when it was 38 and sleet. Um, but we're going to get this thing started in about 15 minutes. It doesn't look like there's a frost delay, which is good. You never know in April, Vinny, right? No, you're so going to do fine today. Yeah, no, th- this, is, this is great. This is probably the best weather we've had for the event. And also the most singular 
uh, or the highest singular total of dollars raised by all the participants were over $220,000 raised. There's only 18 golfers, so you can do some math on that. It's It's been an impressive collection of, of donors, and I can't thank our fans and uh, folks enough who, who help contribute to the cause. And because I achieved my goal, I'll be spending the next month growing my hair back. Can't yes. wait to see how it turns out. All right, Greg Matzik live with us today, and uh, we'll be looking forward to your check-ins through the day here uh, from the bog. Thanks, pal. See you guys. Coming up next, flooded out on the Mississippi River, Siding Unlimited, WTMG News Time 720. Mississippi River in western Wisconsin at major flood stage, still rising a bit this morning. Not expected to crest at about 16 feet until later today. To put that in perspective, you already get flooding at 10 to 12 feet. Headed up. Headed down the road. Headed down the road. That is my Uncle Guy. So it's my mom's brother. He grew up here in Milwaukee, Guy Shimmons, in a boat going down his street in La Crescent, Minnesota, which if you know the area out there by La Crosse, it's just right across the river from La Crosse. He and my Aunt Carrie live in her childhood home right on the river. They evacuated last week. Think it could be a couple of weeks yet before they get back into their house. So, Uncle Guy, I saw your video that you sent. You're on a boat down your street. Kind of take, <laughs> take me through what we were looking at there. So the road, Shore Acres Road that we're on is flooded. So there's a, a bridge, a train bridge, where I'm launching my little boat. We get in the boat, and we travel down the road to our place. And we were going south at that time. We went past our place and then came back. And that's the, the video that I sent my family that my sister probably sent you. So I know folks are really concerned for the Wisconsin side here. Tell me what's happening across the river then in La Crosse. Same kind of thing. Are there many homes that are in trouble, businesses? You know, not as many in La Crosse because they're up high enough and they have a levee. So the water is over the levee, but then there's parks that kind of protect the buildings and the businesses. The, the hard part, though, is the transportation for the barges is shut down. So they have to reroute a lot of different ways of getting product to places. If you go on the Wisconsin side towards smaller towns that are closer to the river, they're sandbagging and the streets are flooded and businesses are shut down. So, you know, La Crosse is lucky because there isn't a lot. Some of the backwater rivers, Black River, are coming into some businesses, but not like the smaller towns that are getting hit. Yeah, I, I uh, saw course. downriver like Prairie du Chien in that uh, really in bad shape. Yeah. Yes, we're not, we're not there. But as far as a landmark, you can say the levee in La Crosse is totally underwater. And then Riverside Park, which has the Eagle Monument, sure, that's yeah. underwater. So Riverside Park is closed. That would be a, you know, a main one there. So what happens after all this? I mean, I've been out there so many times, wonderful people in that part of our state and across the river as well. I imagine neighbors just kind of get together and and help each other out. Yeah, there's a lot of cleanup, uh, especially if water's gotten in your house. You have to make sure that you clean well enough so mold doesn't grow. So any help that people can give each other is huge. Cleaning up sandbags and streets, it's just going to be a mess for a while until they can get to all of it. I just think it's important for everyone to stick together and get this mess cleaned up as soon as we can once it's, the water's receded. Yeah, the, the other thing is uh, Pettibone uh, Park, which is a, a major park, is totally flooded, and there's a gazebo in the middle of it 
that is flooded probably seven feet above the yeah, ground that's level. crazy. That's another landmark. People say, whoa, Pettibone. You know, the Frisbee golf course is closed in Pettibone. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would be. <laughs> Uncle Guy and Carrie, I love you very much. We're thinking of you here, and I really appreciate you talking to all the folks here back in uh, southeast Wisconsin. Okay, and well, thank you. I'm going to bring uh, Greg Hill, producer of the program, in here real quick as well. You lived in La Crosse for a number of years, Greg. Does that, that kind of checks out, right? It's a little bit higher on the La Crosse side than it is over the river? Yeah, certainly so. To get to La Crosse to La Crescent, you have to cross this bridge, and the bridge is pretty level, but then once you get over the main bluff going into La Crescent, it is down, like further down um, down, I mean, physically down off the bluff. So when that water crests, like you said, Vince, it's got to crest somewhere, and then it's got to go somewhere. The river continues to flow, so it happens to be, uh, it impacts La Crescent in that way. Yeah, and going next, I mean, further down river, you have, uh, you heard me mention Prairie du Chien in much different shape than they are in La Crosse. Yeah, correct. Like, if you remember, remember when Burlington flooded a few uh, yeah, right. years ago because the the river crested up here and they happen to be further now in this case it's further down south but they're down river yeah. so the water's got to go somewhere and if it crests up here it only gets worse further down so looking at a crest later today in lacrosse we'll keep an eye on that and if you want to see want to see the video my uncle sent me of him riding around in his fishing boat him in the boat going down his street looking back at his house that is up at wtmj.com you can text the old national bank talk and text line 855-616-1620 855-616-1620 text the word flood and we'll send that video out to you A lot of text here on the Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. As I shared the story of my aunt and uncle who live uh, on the Minnesota side of the Mississippi River, just yeah. across the way from La Crosse. And if you want to see the video of my uncle on his street in his fishing boat, you can text <laughs> the word flood to 855-616-1620. They're okay. They're staying with friends and, you know, I think all over Wisconsin and obviously just right across the river, you got a certain kind of people who help each other out, and they sadly have been through flooding before, although my aunt's saying this is one of the worst. It's pretty significant. They live in her childhood home. My uncle, of course, grew up here. Uh, they met at UW Lacrosse, and her childhood home is there uh, right close to the Mississippi River. So they're flooded out right now. They're okay, but the, the video is pretty dramatic. We're waiting on the Mississippi River to, fl- to crest in Lacrosse later today. We got sports coming up next. Brewers 360. Our guest today is Brewers General Manager, Senior Vice President Matt Arnold. He joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. It's over, Vince. It's over. The Milwaukee Bucks season comes to an end, falling to the Miami Heat. They were up by double digits in the fourth quarter. Somehow Jimmy Butler made a shot to send it into overtime. They lose in Game 5. The season now over. The season over. Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer. There's a ton of disappointment just, you know, when your season ends, um, no matter how it happens, it's, it's, a, it's a hard feeling. It's a disappointing feeling. So I believe and trust those guys, and we all got to be better. I know you care, so I'll make sure you know. Yeah, I'm the, deeply the, invested the heat, in the next round. Yeah, the Heat and Knicks, for those who care, that's the next round. Heat play New York. Brewers are off today. 6-2 winners over Detroit on Thursday afternoon. Next up a weekend series with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim at American Family Field. 
Brewers 360 is sponsored by Holiday Automotive. And Brewers Senior Vice President and General Manager Matt Arnold is with us this morning. Matt, can I ask you about the Bucks first? I mean, I don't know if you know your counterpart well over there, John Horst, for the Bucks, but I know the two organizations have been closer over the last couple of years. And just as a person who does what you do, man, you've got a feel for those guys over there in downtown Milwaukee this morning. Oh, no question. Yeah, I, I know John Horst and, and all those guys over there. They're they're really, really good people and, and how hard they work. And, and I know that feeling when you get close and then it doesn't go your way, but but uh, a ton of respect for everything that they've accomplished and, and they've, they've made us proud. You know, they've, they've done a lot of good work there and I think they got a really, really good thing going. So there are offices around the area where it's a little gloomy today around here too. Like everyone's just kind of like, meh, you know, does that happen like in your hallways too when you guys have had some of those crushing defeats at the end of the season? Does everyone come into work the next morning? I mean, yeah, we show up. I mean, the, the transition from, uh, whatever you were doing at, at, at the playoff game to kind of the, your your off season is is not fun. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Um, <laughs> nope. But you know, having gone through that a handful of times, um, but but I will say, you know, we have, we have a lot of guys that are really resilient in our office. Um, you know, I don't think anybody would is necessarily hanging their head, uh, but we certainly want to just improve and and get to where we want to be, which is to win a World Series. So, man, I'm curious. So we have the, the NFL draft kicks off tonight. Obviously, the MLB draft is different. But I'm always curious, like, how does this go? How does someone prep for something like this? Like, do you, do you ever conduct, like, mock drafts ahead of time with your staff in the war room just to see what's going to happen? Oh, yeah, or? and then somebody calls, like, mid-round with a trade option yeah. and then, like, stress test that. Yeah, are, these, are there preparations in how it, the, the machinations go? It is it is very detailed. In fact, we, we plan on these for years, honestly. So they're years in advance of your you're scouting these players years before they're actually eligible. So you get to know them, you get to know their families. Um, and then obviously we have tons of meetings kind of leading up to these things. We have mock drafts. We, we actually mock up different things where you can have different people pretend to be an agent um, and, and try to do different things. We can't trade picks in, in the Major League Baseball draft. Um, but we do try to simulate the environment as much as we possibly can. But, yeah, it's it's months and months of preparation to get ready for the draft. Talking with the Brewers Senior Vice President and General Manager Matt Arnold, we've asked you about football and basketball. So, Matt, <laughs> I will throw a baseball question at you. You've got the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim coming into American Family Field. I can't even remember last time the Angels were in town. Uh, that should be a good draw for you at the ballpark. No question. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll see Shohei and... Uh, Mike Trout and all those guys. I mean, they're they're really good. They actually get to watch a lot of their games on the West Coast after ours. Um, they're they're a talented group for sure, and so it'll be a lot of fun. I hope people come out and support us because it, it's going to be a great series. Are you allowed to be a fanboy, like as as the GM and as the VP? Are you allowed to go down there and like, hey, 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 Mike, hey, Mike Trout, hey, Trout hey, hey. just want to say <laughs> hey, hi? <Shohei>. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do that. I mean, if. If I have a relationship with a player that I've been around in the past, I'll go up and say hello to. But um, I don't know. Fanboy is not not a thing we're allowed to do. So I <laughs> you just kind of kind of act like you've been there, you know. <laughs> Brewers senior vice president and general manager Matt Arnold. Thanks, Matt. Good luck this weekend. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Brewers and Angels. I believe it's a seven ten Friday night first pitch to kick off that series at American Family Field. Mark Tauscher with us next trivia. We oh, got we trivia. Tri- I forgot it's Thursday. I hope you came up with some questions. We don't have Brandon today, so I I don't come up with the questions. <laughs> Did someone do that? 
I may have something. Oh. All right. Oh. It is. All right, fine. I need a player. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. If you want to play trivia with Tausch, call Greg Pancake Hill in the back. He'll line it up. It's the most important pick you'll make all week. Who are you going to pick? This guy? Bullseye! This guy? I'm going to feed on it. Or him? Oh, baby. The choice is yours. It's time for Trivia with Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mark Tausch, you're on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. Before we get to the trivia, Tausch, i got to tell you what Eric and I were laughing about. I worked, I worked my kids' track meet yesterday, which, as, as you know, track meets go forever. <laughs> it was dark when I left. And cold. And cold. <laughs> but I was just describing a person that I worked with, and I gave this sound to describe him, talking to the kids. <laughs> and Eric's like, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> that means you guys spent too much time together. That's what that tells me. <laughs> right? But that describes a person, and that's how I describe that guy. But is that it. like a turkey cackle? <laughs> that was a little what, bit. What? A little bit of a cackle. I think that I'm saying that's what the kids heard when this guy talked to him. Man, there's some characters, man. Coaches are characters. Football, track, whatever. Uh, They're different kinds of cats. Uh, indeed, they are, and it's and it doesn't matter whether it's professional coaches, college coaches, but typically your little league, high school coaches. Um, <laughs> characters all across yeah. the board, no doubt about it. Mispronouncing everybody's name. What's up with Johnston? It's Johnson. Why does he call him Johnston all the time? He mispronounced everybody's name. All right, we're he late. looks like a Johnston. Right? That's yeah, why. that's why. I know what his name is. 756, we got to get to trivia, and Brandon is off, so we all kind of looked at each other this morning like, Whoo, what are you going to do? And uh, I guess Greg Pancake Hill, producer yeah. of the program, has picked it up. Save the day. Uh, I got something for you. Okay, let's bring in our caller today. Kathleen from Kenosha is playing with us. Hi, Kathleen. Morning. Okay, so how it works is you got to pick me, you got to pick Eric, or you got to pick Tausch. One of us gets the answer right, or you could say Greg Pancake Hill stumps us all. Who's it going to be? Um. Eric. All right. Boy, All right. You sure jumped at that. Boy, that was confidence just oozing out of Kathleen there with that pick. Nobody knows what to expect here because it's Greg Pancake Hill's first trivia. Yeah. So fire away, Greg. Let's see if I go one for one. All right. Once again, you guys, the butler did it. Jimmy, that is. Jimmy Butler Ugh. has been an absolute menace. Yes, I'm sorry to do that again, but a pivotal main character in what spelled doom for the Bucks this postseason. Now, as cliche as it was to write that lead, the most tropey of tropes in whodunit stories is when Butler, the Butler, comes into the story. He's the first person you always suspect in murder mysteries. So, this mystery of the bus Bucks collapse case aside, which we know who buried the Bucks, throughout mystery history, how many times did the Butler actually do it? What? Yeah, how many times throughout mystery stories has the butler done it? In all of the stories all ever had stories. So there's a number you need? There's a number I need. I'm going to go ahead and give you the first clue. Symbolically, this number is associated with life and growth. Hmm. 
not sure his angle here, Tausch. I, it's, I don't know what to make yeah, of this. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Brandon, hurry back. <laughs> <laughs> don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. I'm definitely it. overthinking it. Clue number no, two. We're definitely not overthinking it. Clue number two. More than winger and the same as Alice Cooper. Um, I, I'll go. I don't... Uh, ah. I wonder if I should wait one more. You should wait one more. Okay. I'm telling oh. you, you should wait one more. Should I write it down just in case I hate myself? Okay, well, go ahead. Do one go of you ahead. needs to jump at this right now. The third clue. You want the answer? Look to Randall Cobb or Peyton Manning. 18. 18. <laughs> I, so Tie. Three people got it right. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't jump. I'm like, Randall Oh, he, then it was out. So. 18 times. The butler has done it. They're all out. All of what? history of mysteries. Explain. No, hang on. <laughs> no, I'm serious. So all so it started in silent films, and it became such a trope that filmmakers just dropped it all together. Don't believe me? Name 19 times that the butler's done it. <laughs> I can't name you two. Well, there it is. I can't name one. I, I don't know what the hell just happened right here. <laughs> I was going to guess zero. The butler's never done it. <laughs> Would have been good. 18 well, times. I did it four Thumbs times in, a, in two weeks, and that was uh, devastating enough. Uh, right, Kathleen, so counts, but you right? got it right. Yeah, Kathleen, you got it right, we're going to give you the so win on that. Yeah, you get the win. And she's very excited. All right, I'm going to just uh, put her back on hold. Thanks for picking me, Kathleen. Wherever. <laughs> Wait, so what do you, when you say the butler did it, what are you, you're talking about in all of film, all of books? Film, all histories, of, yeah, exactly. In so real it, life histories? In real life, yeah. How well, do you I fact mean, check this? I have a one right here. It's, uh, it was wet research done by Gareth Reese. He has the hey, 1930s. He starts what, Taos? Pancake. I, I got to tell you something. Uh, the internet's not always right. I just want to make sure you know that. <laughs> We're getting texts on this. Pancakes fired from trivia. <laughs> Can't understand the question. Uh, wow. Bro, wow. what the hell? Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, hey, People are upset over uh, Other than firing pancake, put me down for all of those other ones. WTH. <laughs> uh, you can put me down for all the other stuff. All right. All right, well, uh, good stuff. Hey, but hurry back, is, Brandon. <laughs> Kathleen won, so that that happened. And we'll talk about the draft tomorrow, Tausch. Oh boy.